Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. Now it's time for a spotlight Star Wars with your host, Ken Knapsack. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to Spotlight Star Wars. Indeed, love breaking this show out of the old dusty closet and hanging out with all of you here. Yeah, four center friendlies. Man, you're the best. Uh, look, I'll be honest. We're we're I'm recording this episode 
It's kind of a breather, kind of a breather with y'all. We've been going heavy here on Force Center with some big, deep themes. We have been doing some important Star Wars ranking, especially the silly ones, but important big themes. We've been breaking down the Clone Wars beat by beat, theme by theme, moment by moment, now doing the same with The Mandalorian Season 2, of course, which I've already seen five times. Five times I've already watched it, which is interesting because... I loved it with an asterisk, meaning the first couple times I watched it, then we go into our review here. I was like, I got some things. And I still have some things, some things. I'm putting that's a capital T. But I'm watching it again. And 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 that's that is the spirit that Spotlight Star Wars as a show was uh, built on. It was built on a love of this stuff. It started over in the Napstock Files podcast feed, transitioned over to the Force Center. And this is why I still occasionally love doing the show. It's a monologue from me to you. We're hanging out talking Star Wars, and I'm still blown away. After five years of doing Force Center, another year or so talking Star Wars and other shows, and a lifetime of watching and talking and just digesting and chewing on, mm, that's, those are sexy words, uh, Star Wars, it's still there. It's still there, and I'm blown away when I still, when I feel that I'm feeling it, if that makes sense. I mentioned it on the Mandalorian report. I hope you all have seen that episode. I might touch on spoilers here. Not intentionally, just my, they might just come bumbling, stumbling out of my mouth. You got, you got to be careful here. But I mentioned on Mandalorian report, watching season two, episode one, well, episode chapter nine, which I actually really love that decision. They're continuing the chapters there. Watching chapter nine. I had gotten up at five in the morning. Woe is me, I know. Gotten up at five in the morning uh, to uh, to to get to um, the DMV. Got to renew my driver's license, license and, D, uh, and re- get the real ID. This, by the way, is the third, fourth attempt of me trying. It's been locked down. It's made it crazy. Long lines, all that kind of stuff, right? And I get there and I do it and I succeed it. And then I, it, it happens so fast. I get out of the DMV after 20 minutes. Though I waited in the line for two hours before it opened. And then once the DMV opened, I'm in and out of 20 minutes. I was so excited. I just went to work. I went home and just recorded shows and wrote some scripts and all those good. Yay. Midnight comes around. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it for The Mandalorian. Joseph and I are going to record our review discussion in the morning. I got to, I've got to stay awake. And it was like too late for caffeine. And I already had a massive headache, probably from the excess amounts of caffeine in the afternoon I had. And then, you know, I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the refresh on the phone, on the Disney Plus app on the phone. Nope, nope, not, no Mando, no Mando, no no new Mando. All right, I'll bring it up on the PlayStation. I was a good, about to fire up the Roku, and then boom, there it is. Pops up. No even real cover art yet. It's just like it's up. And we're all doing that. Every ounce of I'm tired disappeared. Every ounce of I just don't know. I don't know if I can stay up. Gone. Absolutely disappeared. And suddenly in that moment, I was a little kid again. Press and play on new Star Wars. And I will never not appreciate that. And I'm sure if you're listening and you've been on the Force Center journey from this point on, you don't. You don't miss that point either in your own lives. Uh, we, we are blessed. We are blessed. Problems and all. And I, I get a little grumpy. 
you know, I love Mandalorian. I have I have some things about the Mandalorian. I, I don't love it as much as the movies, but why do we have to rank it? Why do I feel I have to rank it? I don't have to rank it. You don't have to rank it. We have a show called Star Wars Ranked to rank the the best uh, hairstyles of Obi Wan. We don't have a style. We don't we don't rank our love of anything. But you know, there's some stuff about the Mandalorian that I don't uh, gravitate to as much as the other things. Uh, neither here nor there. Uh, but at, you know, if you want to use the Mandalorian against the sequel trilogy, or if you want to use the sequel trilogy against the Mandalorian, I, there's no need for that. There's no need for that. But it, in this time, with all that going on, it's just at the end of the day, I'm so fortunate that we get to uh, we get to watch new Star Wars and find new stories and get answers and get more questions and learn things and get get things recontextualized for us. And and this will eventually lead to more merch. Man. You should say this often on Spotlight Star Wars. It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. All right. It's time to talk about comic books. Are you ready? Let's do that. All right. So one of the things that the lockdown took for me was my comic books, my comical booklets. And I read a bunch of them. My stack is pretty thick. Giggity. But uh, most of it is Star Wars comics, and I, for the most part, have just really loved the Star Wars comics going back to, uh, well, 2014 now. And I, I got to say, in 2013, Dark Horse was putting out some good stuff and actually was what got me to kind of get back into comics after decades, having not stepped in a comic shop. I was watching my pal Tiffany Smith uh, reviewing uh, the uh, the Dark Horse ones at the end of their run there. And I was like, oh, I got these uh, comic books seem cool again. Let me get them. So I, I, I really love Star Wars comics. I sometimes, though, have a, an interesting relationship with them uh, where... Uh, some of the items, uh, some of the some of the things presented in them, I, I don't know if I I like or I don't like or, or do I, can I ignore it or but it's there, it's part of canon and what's going on and I think a lot of you out there probably experience that as well. Now, when the comics hit, oh, they hit the Vader lines uh, back in the I guess the shall we call it, just call it Phase One of the Marvel Star Wars comics. They just kind of did the. The refresh with the new series that Greg Pak is, is writing right now with Raphael Inco doing uh, doing the illustrations there. Um, we got the uh, Souls doing the main line here. Yep, Charles Soul doing the main line and uh, Afra reboots. Not re- reboots in the comic sense of the word. Not to erase anything, but just start start over. Go back to issue one. So a lot of great things, and they they put a ton out, right? Uh, early days, I'm th- I'm going back to the like Jedi Alliance days where I was talking about the Leia comic, the Lando comic, the Chewy comic, which still might be one of the weirder things in Star Wars. And that's my point. For every amazing thing or fun little moment, you get a the, the Chewy limited series run, five issues. That it's it, it's Chewbacca. It's great. It was it was out there. We we know he has a medal, uh, you know. I, I'm sorry to I love I love Rise of Skywalker and I apologize to Chewy Metal fans that we didn't uh, get an explanation that that was Han's medal in the movie and that the general public probably just thought it was Chewy finally getting his medal after all these years. To me, both work. It's okay they can exist side by side. But yeah, that Chewy comic was eh, not weird in a bad way. It was just different. It was a comic book, and that's what I always go back to: is these comics are comic books, and you gotta don't have to do quote comic booky things but you get to play with that storytelling uh, medium 
and, and the way to kind of get the information out there. But with the lockdown coming, uh, I, I wasn't heading out to my shop, uh, which is a, it's a smaller drive, a little bit of a drive for me where I, where I live in Los Angeles. I stay loyal to a shop that was where I used to live and work, and I don't live and work there anymore. But I still head out. It's Earth 2 in Northridge, California. Shout out to them. Uh, and I, and I, I, I go out about once a month and get my Star Wars comics. And it just became a lot. The comics just became a lot. Not, not the amount of Star Wars comics, but the, the information. Every, every, every month and occasionally every week because with the different lines all coming out uh, at different times during the month, it just, I, I started to get overwhelmed. And that's why you started seeing or not seeing comic book talk here on Force Center. Joseph, same too. He'll read the big ones. We did the Kylo Ren comic. We did the ones kind of leading into Rise of Skywalker, which had some hits and had some misses. I do like the Rise of Kylo Ren comic a lot, but it's very comic booky. That's the thing. But I think it ends up in a good spot. It's got some powerful stuff. It's got one of uh, Joseph's favorite Luke moments, which is a good one for, for me as well. But that was the thing. It's just, uh, I, I started to get lost. And once you slip... Once you slip off the path, I think you remain lost on the comics. So I got to tell you, I was in danger of slipping off the Star Wars comic path. Now, I don't read the IDW ones. I know a lot of you love those, uh, the Tales of Vader's Castle, a lot of stuff. I own a couple of them here, and I do the, do enjoy them. And and uh, for fans of those ones, I apologize. I just I just at some point had a, had a cut. This is going, even going back to like 2015, just had to cut off the amount of Star Wars stuff I was consuming, and I felt the Marvel ones had uh, more impact on the story. Not that the other ones didn't have great stuff. But I got to tell you something. Confession time. You and me. Hey, gather around the Tusken Raider fire. I got to confess something. I considered just absolutely stopping uh, my reading of the, of the Star Wars comics this, uh, during this lockdown. Now, because of the lockdown, I couldn't get to the comics. And yes, I know you got digital comics. I, I am old school. You hear that? That is the comic in my hands. It takes up a lot of space. I wish I was digital. One day. One day. I, I'm progressive on a lot of technical, technological things. Not on that one. Still own some DVDs, too. All right? I even own some VHS tape. You guys want to watch Mr. Holland's Opus? I got it on VHS. I got Sliding Doors, Mr. Holland's Opus, Dream Team with Michael Keaton, and Spice World on VHS. So spice up your life, kids, and come join me in the physical media world. But I wasn't getting to the shop, wasn't going to buy them digitally. And then this is when the choice, destiny takes you to a choice. We always talk about that here in Force Center. They said, hey, we're kind of open for business. We'll mail you the comics because I have my pull list and, and uh, the manager wrote me and we'll send these out. We'll bill you. So that was an interesting, interesting dilemma. Well, I've kind of mentally said, I think I am not going to be reading the Star Wars comics, but they're there. All right, let me see it. And then I knew some stuff was coming. I've seen some of the headlines. Oh, this new Vader thing we're exploring. And, and, and it's a time period. I've been, I've been obsessed with the time period between Empire and Return of the Jedi since I was a kid. New Hope to Empire is longer. It's what, three years? It's a longer time. But I got to tell you, uh, as a kid, uh, to me, it seemed like it was ah, it was like a couple weeks. Like, they just killed the Death Star. They're on the run. All right, maybe a month. Luke's got promoted. Everything's good. But between Empire and Jedi, just going back to even as a kid, to me, there's just a lot had to have happened between that time. We go through some things. And 
even though the rebellion though does at the end of Empire, they're they're massing, they're they're gearing up, and and we see the ships fly off as as Luke and Leia are staring off as as Lando and Chewie leave. Jedi does does pick up pretty fast, you'd think, but it's not like Last Jedi Force Awakens. We're not days, we're not minutes, we're not hours after it. Time has passed, so I've always wondered about that time. So I was excited to see that the comics had finally reached that and they were going to move into that and kind of reboot and, and, and go into it. So I did pick up the first couple issues. And we got the one, Luke, Leia, I think the they go back to Bespin, Leia does. And then uh, we got Luke's lightsaber. Maybe we'll get the answer of how Maz Kanata got it, all those kind of things. In the Vader comic, he is seeking uh, kind of the ghost of Padme and then runs into Padme. Turns out it's Sabe, which I'm intrigued. I, lo- I love the Handmaidens. I think that's uh, a lot of great stuff in the, to, to be told in there. So I was pulled in. So, all right. so I told, sent my comic guy to shorten the story. Send them on out, Chris. Come on, send them out. And I got them. Same thing happened again. I stopped reading. I read the first couple issues. They weren't hitting me as much as maybe some of the headlines I was seeing. Just a me thing. But they were making sense. Charles Soule is one of the best Star Wars writers out there. I truly believe that. Uh, he, um, the Vader comic, it, the line he did is it gets so much, uh, acclaim for good reason. And I was so excited to see what he's doing. Jesus Saez is the artist on here. Uh, Ari Friado, Dan Brown, colorist, and, uh, Clinton Cow's VCs, Clinton Cow as a letter letterer, but soul leading the kind of the writing of it. I was super excited. Um, and then the first couple of issues came out and I, I, I not, not even issues, but just Leia ends up. Again, spoilers, I guess, if you're all reading these yourselves, but we're doing a free-form discussion here. Um, Leia ends up getting herself intentionally frozen in carbonite. Uh, I kind of didn't like that. But then the reasoning, the why of it, something I preach here. Wow, that chair. Hear that chair? I can't edit that out. Woo! Uh, the why of everything is is what we keep preaching here. We, we, we bang that gong get it on, bang a gong, ask the why. And sometimes I fail that myself. I'm usually saying that stuff to me. I'm not preaching out, I'm preaching in. Layers and carbonite, and I didn't like it. And I always do this weird test. It's not scientific, it's not perfect, of if something happens in a novel or comic that's canon, do I think that that happened and that that memory, the memory of these incidents are in the characters I see on film. That's steep. Again, not scientific. And so some things work. Going back to the early run in uh, uh, 2014, 2015 range, I think it was 2015 by this point, Luke controversially meets up with Vader. We're right after New Hope. They're doing that raid on that moon. Uh, Vader shows up and they're face-to-face. It's a big, dramatic panel in a comic but it's a split second moment vader kind of senses something and uh there you go and there was a lot of debate i was probably a part of it on shows like jedi alliance and jedi council and and uh, i don't know i don't remember doing too many discussion points on it later on in force center but definitely on those old shows i was a little upset a little upset but the lesson is, wait, you know, Santa Staros, Santa Solo, you wait, just wait, wait till the story plays out. But going to that Luke moment with Vader, I did feel it took away a little bit from their interaction on Cloud City. I liked in my head thinking that was the first time he's really met him or seen him or, you know, and again, they're not shaking hands when they meet in the comic book. But then 
You ask yourself the why, and then I do this weird, again, weird litmus test. Can I imagine that the Luke I see on screen in Empire Strikes Back has had this confrontation in the back of his mind and experienced it? And I can. It holds up. And a lot of things hold up. Some of the stuff that does end up happening, uh, uh, there's the, the kind of the vampire character, the Luke and Han get possessed. This is when Aphra does the big crossover. Not so much. Not so much. Not to say those stories don't have value or, or have uh, their fans, those issues. But it, that's not in the, in the soul, in the being of Han and Luke and even Leia and Chewie and, and so forth and so on in Empire Strikes Back. I, I don't think that's happened. That's a test. So the, the Leia in Carbonite didn't work for me. And I mentally kind of checked out. I got to confess you, this is a confession. We're still around the Tuscan Raider campfire, right? Mastiffs are around. It's, we're looking, we're going to, we're, we're roasting, uh, 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 Bantha. Those poor Banthas in chapter nine, those poor Banthas. Anyways. Um, but then the why of it, Leia wanted to experience it because she's going to go rescue Han. And they're going to, she wants to know what it's like, not just emotionally, but just like, what, what do I have to do? What, what is he going to be like when he's out of it? And I need to get him out of there. So then I'm like, all right, that why, that why really works for me. It didn't initially emerge. Uh, there's that. Lando goes back to Cloud City. Bespin, you know, you, you get no sense that that's happened when Return of the Jedi comes in. Because the last you see, he's in Han's uh, vest and he's in the Falcon and they're heading off to Tatooine. You got to assume that's what's going on. Um. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, you know, like, but now, but now, but it works. I don't want to get off track. I don't want to go. To, it works, but I, I was not feeling it, so I stopped reading it. I, 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 I stopped reading it. But I'm here. To, I'm here to say, I'm back into them. I've got them. I've got the stack in my hand. I had them send on, send them on out. I'm probably a little bit behind. By the time I got the stack and by the time I record this episode, we're probably, probably got a, uh, one or two more uh, issues of each line out. But I've uh, up to uh, uh, issue seven of the main Star Wars line and up to probably oh issue six of the Darth Vader line. And this isn't a review. This isn't uh, anything other than just telling you, hey kids, I did my homework. I've read them. And I've seen some people uh, in our Four Center Discord, which you can access via a Patreon, saying, "Yeah, give me some comic talk." To comic talk. Joseph and I would love to do it. Uh, we uh, Jennifer as well. We just we're not there quite yet. If it's big, we'll talk about it. And if it, look, if it's big, I'll write about it. And why we love Star Wars? I have three or four comic moments because uh, you know they're worth it. They make me feel things as a Star Wars fan. I'm all about the emotion. I'm all about the emotion, everybody. Uh, you know, um, that that that's what pulls me in. The, how, the hows and the whats are great. It's the why and then what that makes me feel about Star Wars. We're doing pretty good on these issues. Let me tell you, happy to report. I really like what's going on. Charles Soule is taking the story in interesting spots. We're after Hoth. We're after Bespin. We're heading towards Endor. And what does that mean for Luke? And who who is he? Now, he does do something. He's got a lightsaber in his hands now. There's another one going on, and he's met this other character. And now the test. Is this the Luke I see in Return of the Jedi? Does that Luke, has he has he met this uh, lady? What is, it? what is her name? She's on planet Cerulea. Trying to find it here. I'm messing up her. What is, I forget what her name is. I'm looking at. It. You try to turn the page to find it. Research, Ken. Research. Anyways, has uh, Verla? There it is. I found it. I'm good at my job. She's there. Uh, Verla's her name. Force sensitive. Never really got into training. Never became a Jedi. Uh, but was pursued by Inquisitors. And now you're really tying a lot of original trilogy stuff with. Things we've now picked up in Rebels or Rogue One or other parts of Star Wars storytelling, definitely the novels. And it's all 
layered in nicely. And with Charles Soule, it works, man. And he and they go to a, a, an old Jedi temple. Now we're also, but the High Republic tie-in stuff is huge. If you're not ready for High Republic, these comics are getting you ready. It, it's exciting. Uh, and there is the Inquisitor shows back up. A lot of things. A lot of things. I don't want to give, I, this isn't a breakdown. I just love turning the pages. A lot of stuff going. To see Luke Skywalker facing off against uh, the Inquisitor or some fiery spiritual version of the Inquisitor. It's really good, uh, even though it, it's so comic booky, And that's part of what um, I'm recording this about today, um, is letting go of some preconceived notions of how you take in your Star Wars we always talk about engage with the story presented to you, but just also that there's different versions, not canon-wise, but there's different ways to tell the Star Wars story, different mediums, and all of them are firing on all cylinders here. Uh, issue 7 picks up the Will of Tarkin Part 1. we got this uh, new character, Zara, Commander Zara. Shades of Mara Jade vibe for me, not in sense of uh, the Force or the Purple Lightsaber and Mary and Luke, but a past you weren't yet aware of. We're learning uh, a protege of Tarkin, uh, on the Death Star, uh, moments before uh, Luke blows it up. New canon. That's juicy new canon stuff, but it's new character. And it, and it's working. It's interesting and uh, trusting where Soul's taking it. Comics, though, to my point, I have one, kids. We all... Uh, the Mandalorian, for example. Let me go there. I sometimes struggle with, I love the series. No one, don't anyone confuse me that, but the way it looks, I love it. I love the technology of the volume. I think it's limiting at times. I don't like some of the acting choices. I don't like some of the dialogue as written and as delivered. Some of the directing choices, um, not for Deborah Chow, Rick Famiglia or Bryce Dallas Howard. I love a lot of their stuff. Taika Waititi, uh, Filoni's episode, even this Favre one, I thought there was some stuff that I was like, ah, I don't know sloppy at times. And so it starts to pull me out a little bit. And I just remember like, what am I comparing it to? Now you can like certain things uh, in star Wars. You can dislike certain things, but what am I, why don't, how, what, again, why am I ranking it? This is this way to tell a star Wars story. Find what's there for you to love. The Mandalorian to me is now I view it as a live action comic book, not in the MCU style, but in the Dick Tracy style. I talked about that a little bit on Mandalorian report this past week. Once that clicked in for me halfway through chapter nine, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of releasing myself of these weird preconceived notions. Same with the comic books. Same with the comic books because they are comic books. They are absolutely comic books. So the things that happen in them are going to be like comic books. A little wild, a little wacky. The Dr. Afra comic, the first series, the one that's already wrapped up. And, and I'm just about to catch up. Full disclosure, I haven't fully caught up on those yet. I'm about one or two issues into those ones as well, but I have them in my stack. Because I love the Afro character, but I've always, that, that, that first comic is so out there at times, I was always had to ask myself, do I really, I like the character, do I like the stories around her? And, and yeah, at the end of the day, I do. Because it's so out there, it's so fun, it's so in its own lane, but it's still the Star Wars highway, that I can, I can enjoy it. And I'm freed a little bit. It's Afra. Love this character. She does things. She interacts with important characters. But I, anything she does won't topple canon or headcanon for me yet. And maybe at one point she will. And she, believe me, she's done very important things in 
interacted with very important people. But you know what I mean? I didn't judge that comic as harshly as I sometimes judge what has happened in the other comics. But I just have to remind myself, this is what it is. This is its lane, and you can enjoy it for that. Which brings me to the new Darth Vader comic series. Finally catching up with it. Dark Heart of the Sith Part 3. This is Greg Pak taking us to Vader going back to Naboo. And we get some really... It's pretty, pretty cool imagery. Vader literally walking... Vader, cape, black helmeted, breathing, that guy. That Vader walking through the fields of Naboo with Shaq around him. He's with Sabe. Uh, they eventually meet up with Tanra and Typho. They eventually stand in front of a mural that's Boss Nass holding the peace orb. It is Darth Vader literally walking through his old path. The, the writing isn't as, uh, I don't know, poetic as Charles Soule's. I don't, I don't want to sound that as, uh, like too harsh of a, of a criticism. Uh, this series has a little bit of, hey, look, there's Darth Vader staring at, at Boss Nass and a, and, a, and a picture of himself as a kid. Pretty deep, right? Charles Soule will tell you why it's deep and, and do, I think, a slightly better job of connecting to it. But I, I don't want to dwell on that too much. There's some amazing things going on here, stuff I, I love because it's wild. It's wild. Vader, this is between Empire and Jedi, and Vader is, is being retested by Palpatine, being broken down again. It's kind of the end of this run. This leads to the next one. Uh, everyone is dealing, we're getting some interesting canon perspectives of Anakin as a Jedi. Everyone in here, they're standing with Darth Vader and they're like, yeah, the Anakin kid, he, 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 he liked Padme, disappeared. Sabe and Tanra are like, yeah, you know, Padme sent us to Tatooine. Uh, she felt bad about Shmi. Vader's hearing all this. He's dealing with all this. He destroys that mural. Uh, it's very much connected with E.K. Johnson stuff. So a lot of stuff that's presented here, I'm absolutely loving um, and it, it, and, and it, it, it passes that test. You put it to the test. Does the Vader I see in return of the Jedi, has he had this mission? Has he gone on, on a, a little spiritual sojourn to Naboo? And I think he has, I think it makes sense. So I'm getting caught up. And reminding myself that Star Wars and the love of Star Wars, the joy of Star Wars, is found in so many different places. You never have to rank them. You never have to choose one over the other. You can like one or the other. You can be drawn to one or the other. But it's all here, that salad bar of Star Wars, because as always, it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Catch up with the Marvel comics yourself, and we'll start diving in. And I'll tell you what, if you want, let's do this. Let's do this. For those Four Center listeners who want to see us go in a little bit, we won't do an official comic book show or everything, but we can use Spotlight Star Wars for right now. If you have a specific question for me and a Star Wars comic and what I think about it, reach out. If you're on the Patreon page, you can use the Discord server. We have the comic book uh, uh, section. Follow me on Twitter. Follow, uh, uh, you know, follow, uh, follow me on Twitter. Ken Napsok, us at Force Center Pod, and use the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars, and that will get me uh, get my attention, and, and we can talk about Star Wars comics. And we'll do a little bit more here on Spotlight Star Wars because a lot of you out there, absolutely, 
enjoy these stories, see yourself in these comic stories. And I know we don't touch upon it as much, but I'm getting caught up. I like what I'm reading. It's a lot of fun. And I want one of those moments. I was about to wrap up, but I thought of another point. When I wrote about some of those moments and why we love Star Wars, they were just as vibrant and valuable to me as some of the big movie moments. They really were. Vader and the Petronaki Arena, as written by Chuck Wendig in one of the annuals, is one of my favorite moments because it's one of the first times we as a Star Wars fan, Star Wars fans, got to see Vader in an area that we knew him as Anakin and what that did to him. And this this line, the, the Greg Pak Vader line, is doing that right now a lot. It's, it's drawing on the same energy. But the first time I saw it, it really moved me. Uh, Vader learning of Skywalker, the name Skywalker, from Boba Fett, and that, that two-part uh, in the main line and then in the Vader line, the two different versions of the same moment. Breathtaking, great stuff. I love it. And even though some of the comic stuff got a little too out there for me or I wasn't drawn to it as much, it's like an album. It's like a music album or a music artist. I used to, I'm still a big music fan, but, uh, you know, you go to a record shop. I used to go to Amoeba Records on Sunset here in L.A. No plan. I didn't know who I was buying. I did not know what album I was going to get, what artist I was. I would just walk up and down the aisles, almost using the force, fingertips just kind of going over the CDs until something popped and something grabbed me. And the reason I did that, I was such a music fan, I was just hoping to find my next favorite song. I'm cracking open these comics. I'm watching The Mandalorian. I'm watching every bit of Star Wars media that I can get my hands on, even those books, even Thrawn, who sometimes I struggle with. I am opening them up, and I'm reading them, and I'm watching everything because I always want to find my next favorite Star Wars moment. We'll see you next time here on Spotlight Star Wars. All right, my friends, don't forget to find the podcast on all the places you want. You're listening now, but let us know. Uh, We're on Amazon Music, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, another spot you listen and we're not there. Let us know. You can support us via merch at tpublic.com slash user slash force center or patreon.com slash force center. Support us there and help us reach goals. Keep the lights on and do cool things. And as always, just hey, tell a friend about force center. All right, my friends, that's it. We'll see you next time here at Spotlight Star Wars. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.